Atlanta's number one radio stations. Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. You've heard it said, he's a diamond in the rough. Or maybe, diamonds are forever. Here's something else I've learned about diamonds. They're just pieces of coal put under pressure for a long, long, long time. So when I start feeling like I want to give up, I think about that little piece of coal. And if that piece of coal can make something of itself by not giving up, so can I. Persistence is in you. From PassItOn.com. KLP Aftermath with your host Kennedy Lucas brings out all the stops. Tune in to KLP Aftermath as we have stories, reviews, current events, and even our famous segment, Elephants in the Room. Inspired by the Breakfast Club's Donkey of the Day, KLP Aftermath with your host Kennedy Lucas streams on Atlanta's number one radio station, Swanky 93.3 and the Heat's 94.6. Radio stations. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, and more. He went without food, not to lose weight, but to help people lose generations of hate. While many around him rose up with violence, he sat down for peace. When others used religion as an excuse for war, he used it to remind them of love. Mahatma Gandhi made the world a far better place by reaching out with the strength he cultivated within his soul. Soul is in you. Now pass it on from passiton.com. Welcome back to another exciting podcast here today. And I can't say that this is the Beyond Swanky podcast with me, James, and Monica. I can't say that. Uh, If you guys have seen our social media post, if you guys have seen any marketing thing that we did in the last couple of hours, over the last two days, I would say, Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you're at the right place of our radio station, Swinky 93.3, the radio station, and the Heat 94.6. Yes, this is our comeback for KLP Aftermath. We're still in our fifth season. Completely restructured. And, of course, we've got Simone Teagues and and, and, M. Carter. Both of them, they're here in the studio. They're ready to go, too. They look look so excited. We're ready to go. Um, I did, we did uh, go through some notes here this morning, and I kind of, I kind of, if y'all give me two seconds, I got to explain to our audience where have this show 
been because KLP Aftermath has been the show, right? It is a household name. Everybody's been tuned in from being in front of the camera to different studio sets to different things. Um, again, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. The reason why KLP Aftermath has been on the back burner as of late, uh, it takes, guys, audiences, y'all must know, it takes a lot when you're trying to do a podcast and you're trying to do the video version of the podcast. It takes a lot of time, energy, and money. It does cost for production. Um, I had paused the KLP Aftermath production side of it because we needed the funding to make our documentary, Street Style Homecoming, coming to Prime Video, by the way. We needed funding for Eden Prime that came out this year. We needed funding to make 1943, also getting ready to come out for Amazon Prime. Little plug there, guys. I needed those funds for other things. Um... After we wrapped production, we've started the new reconstruction of the Beyond Swinky podcast. Of course, I introduced uh, my girl Monica Gray and our, and our dude James Myers on the show. And as of late, they've been performing really, really well. Uh, this is the new direction of KLP Aftermath. You know, no cameras. It's just us in the studio in front of our or behind our mics giving us stories, giving us topics of conversation and that's what KLP Aftermath is going to be like going forward. Uh, we're following our audiences. You guys like it when I turn into a one-man band to a three-person band. You guys can only remember back in the, like, let's say KLP Aftermath Season 3. Summer season, right? It was just me. And, of course, occasionally I would have pop-ins and, and special guests on the show. But it was just me. Right? And as of late, our audiences, you guys loved having different voices, different people different energy in the studio to give us different takes on stuff um so i i hope you guys like our decision i know a lot of people are going to be like oh, we kind of miss you being in front of the camera rest assured i'm going to be doing a lot of video content i did mention on the previous episode of the beyond swinky podcast that uh my, my good friend shell purcell we're getting ready to reproduce her her podcast and we're doing a lot of content creating for her so we've got content on the way when it comes to cameras We've got content on the way when it comes to films. Again, a couple of weeks from now, Street Style Homecoming hits Prime Video. 1943, my latest thriller film, hits Prime Video and more later on in the next couple of weeks. So I appreciate you guys' patience. Uh, season 5. Season 5. Now, Mason, I know me and you've been friends for a very long time. But I do this thing called Ladies First. So, Simone, how you doing? Oh, man, I was so ready to come into the studio this morning, this wonderful Friday. It's payday, by the way, for for most of us. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I am Simone Teagues. You might have, you, you might hear Mason and Kennedy call me Simone T. It's just like a short superstar name, if you will. Simone T, Simone T. However they want to call me out there in the universe, uh, it's me, Monica. Monica's here in the studio too, because she's kind of grading my, my performance in radio right now. But I got a studio line. It's your girl, Simone T. <laughs> that's how, okay. So that's how Monica does her intro. Uh, I'm, I'm going to work on my intro. I don't know yet. I kind of like that it's your girl part. I don't, I don't know. 
I, I gotta I gotta think of something else because I can't, that's Monica, so I can't. She's staring at me right now. She's saying, "Yeah, don't use that again. <laughs> that that's my lingo. Don't use that." Um, but welcome to the KLP aftermath. Uh, who am I? Songwriter, uh, artist. I work a lot of under the table when it comes to well, not under the table, but it, I work a lot of behind the scenes when it comes to Swinky Records. I work closely with DJ Lupizi on his him and Kennedy's latest EP album. Uh, I've done some of the vocal coaching for some of our singers, uh, uh, Case Move, Terry Magic, Kennedy himself. Uh, I work out a lot in the music field. Uh, so that's what I do under Kilp Entertainment. I heard the Beyond Swinky podcast as of late. And Kennedy, you have a good network, by the way. You have great shows. You're doing a lot of dope stuff. Uh, and I wanted to be a part of that. I wanted to be a part of something that I know can go long for for a very, very long time. And I know with Kelpie Aftermath, our, our structure might be a little different when it comes to the Beyond Swinky podcast. Because I know, and I got the okay to talk about it, with Kelpie Aftermath, with this restructure, we're going to focus on big topics. Like, if you have the Beyond Swinky podcast, if you want multiple topics for just multiple topics go listen to the beyond swinky podcast but here on this show we focus on something huge and that's our main main focus when it comes to this type of show um so i do hope our fans love us i know we're new me and mason are now new to klp entertainment when it comes to the podcasting field of things um but i'm excited i'm very excited for the future uh i want to thank our audience or fan base in general ahead of time uh because you know this show, amongst many of shows we have here at Kilby Entertainment, we're going to do a lot of dope stuff. And I, I look forward to the future. I really do. I look forward to season six, summer season. That's coming up. That's going to be fun to do. Simone T. I might call you Simone T. Simone, because I mean, I know your last name is Teagues, but Simone T is for me. Um, so like Simone said, guys, you know, KLP Aftermath, it's a smaller show. Uh, we're restructuring this show as a smaller show because, like, you know, we do a lot during the day, whether it's our other show, Beyond Swanky Podcast, and SNN and other content. But the, the purpose of the uh, KLP Aftermath is to, to kind of focus on a big topic. And then, uh, of course, Addison's going to do her segment here on the show as well when it comes to our hip hop news. Uh, usually, Monica does that on the Beyond Swanky Podcast, but Monica, you know, she got one show <laughs> at a time. So, um, that's kind of the, the purpose of this show just you know a smaller podcaster or a smaller podcast show we talk about something that is major that's you know big enough to talk about on this type of show so uh simone you hit the right on you hit the uh nail on the, on the head on that one of course we got one more host mc m carter mason carter good friend of mine mason how you doing man blessed and highly favored is how i'm feeling Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, how you say it, Kennedy? Boys and girls? You say the boys and girls part, too. Uh, I'm Mason Carter, writer, producer, director for KLP Entertainment. You might have saw quite a few miniseries that we had on YouTube back in the day. The Desperado story, the Max Payne story, the Mass Effect uh, story. Uh, we took those stories, redone them, reanimated, so... Those were a long time ago, too. Down to me being a writer-producer. 
Uh, one in particular, big writer on Eden Prime as of late. So that's my latest project with, with Kennedy was Eden Prime that came out later this year. So, oh, and also a uh, big writer head for 1943. That's getting ready to ship out. It's going to be good. That movie's going to be good too. Uh, so it's good to be on a platform like this. Uh, it's time. It's so time for me to be, uh, in front of a, in front of a mic being more active, uh, me and Kennedy, you know, we, we've, gosh, we've been friends for, for a while now. So I'm excited. I'm excited for our topic today. I'm excited for the future of this show. And thanks for having me. It's good to have you on the show. You sound so jolly and ready to go. <laughs> I love it. I love the energy. I love the energy from you too. Um, so like I say, that's the structure of our show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this one. Now, we're not going to waste any more time today because we do have we do have a review to talk about. So again, I'll go ahead and start us off. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, spoiler alert. Again, spoiler alert. Let me say it one more time, guys. Spoiler alert. Simone, spoiler alert. Ma Mason, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert to a lot of people out there who haven't seen this movie. Go pause this podcast, watch the movie, and come back to this podcast because I might spoil some things for this uh, movie review, if you will. The whole basis of KLP Aftermath is we going talking about the aftermath of, of movies, shows, uh, games, news, whatever have it. The new structure of KLP Aftermath. Now, uh, Super Mario Brothers came out Wednesday. Uh, Monica, as I smile at her, hey baby. Um, yesterday, uh, Thursday, yesterday, Thursday, uh, April 6th, we were doing the, the morning show, the Beyond Swinky podcast. And she poses on the question that, hey, you know, you on, on Wednesday, you know, you had a day off. You saw Super Mario Brothers. How was it? Now, of course, before we came on the radio, I tell I told him everything um, because I know yesterday I saw the movie with some friends Wednesday. Yesterday, Monica and James went to go see it because they know they were going to tune in and then i told you guys to go see it yesterday and y'all y'all did because we got to talk about it so i didn't want to talk about it and, and spoil it from you guys if you guys didn't see the movie so uh super mario brothers wednesday uh typically wednesdays and sundays are typically the office days uh, the office days that we're closed, that we don't really do anything, especially on Sunday, because Sunday is a day where it's Sunday and you need to relax and chill and not worry about work. Wednesday is one of those other days. I got up. I got my laundry done. I said, hmm, that movie comes out. It was the fifth. So a couple days ago. And I said, yes, let me get dressed because I'm going to buy this ticket and I'm going to go to get some dinner afterwards. I uh, went to the Flips Plaza. We all, if you guys don't know, we're headquarters here in Atlanta. So the Flips, I think it's Phipps, Phipps Plaza. I keep saying Phillips Plaza, but it's Phipps Plaza in Buckhead, Atlanta. Uh, great mall, by the way. I've been there one time and I forgot how huge the mall was. I really did. I walked in and i i remember it having three stories but i got really lost i think they changed some things around in there um 
Good mall, by the way. I recommend everybody going to that type of mall. It's actually pretty big, too. It's not as small as people think it is. Um, so I ended up going to AMC. AMC, not a sponsor to them. But again, AMC, if you want to sponsor us on the show, please sponsor us. But I always like to go to AMC because I like the service. I like the reclining seats. I like the theaters themselves. Um, I didn't go see, well, we didn't go see the Dolby Theater. They have a couple of Dolby Theaters and AMC. They were booked out. They were. Um, so Wednesday, I went to go see the movie. Uh, you know, I got some candy and a drink. I got a reclining seat and I, you know, was able to relax and the movie begins. Um, the movie wasn't crowded. There was a lot of people there. It wasn't as crowded. There were some kids in there, but I, I didn't mind it so much because, Ooh, I sounded weird just now. Didn't mean to say it like that, but, um, what I was trying to say is there wasn't a lot of kids that were just kicking and screaming and crying everywhere. There were a few kids that were, you know, talking, but it wasn't as loud. You know, the parents were making sure that they, you know, be quiet because we're watching a movie, which is very understandable because when I go see what's classified as kids type of movies, kids of all ages come and, and babies. Let me tell you, if you're if your baby is an infant, you know, don't bring your infant baby to a movie theater. They're not going to remember seeing this movie. It's I don't understand why people bring their one-year-old baby that doesn't know anything, crying and shitting all over the place, trying to watch this loud-ass movie, right, where they don't remember, they don't know what's going on, they're agitated, they're hungry, they want attention, they're going to cry and ruin the movie experience for everybody. So I always say to people, don't bring your one-year-old or months-year-old baby to a loud theater because they're not going to remember that. They're not. They're going to... I don't remember Jack Squat when I was six months old eight months old i'm not i don't remember that time i don't um but there were some kids in there but it wasn't too bad you know we listened to the movie and it wasn't i wasn't agitated i got into the movie it was great now spoiler alert to a lot of people um first i'll go around the table sorry mason i I do this thing here on the show on every show ladies first uh simone what do you think of the movie? First impressions. So I am the person where before I dabble, especially in movies, I like to look at the reviews. It's kind of like the saying concept. If you're going to go to a place to eat, you yep and you look at the reviews. And if the reviews, if the reviews is not as great, then you kind of say, okay, I'm not feeling this. I honestly got to say, this movie wasn't half bad. I like the voice actors. I'm going to be a strong advocate and say Jack Platt did his damn thing playing Bowser. Because he killed that role. I, he, he killed it. He, he made that his character. And first impressions with, with Jack Black playing, uh, playing Bowser. He did his role. There's going to be many Mario movies where he's going to get called to play Bowser because he is Bowser, right? When I first heard that opening line, the opening lines will alert a lot of people was open the gate or be destroyed. He did not sound like Jack Black. He sounded like Bowser, but he's the, you would be surprised when you say, oh, that's Jack Black. Really? He did his thing with that performance. 
Um, every character has a uniqueness to him. I honestly gotta say, Chris Pratt as Mario, he did what he did. I thought it was cool. It wasn't that half bad as what people were making it out to be. There were some moments where Charlie Day would sound like Luigi, but some uh, some scripts would say, okay, that just sounds like Charlie Day from Sunny in Philadelphia, right? Peach, voice actress for, for Peach, she did her thing. The more funny thing with me was Donkey Kong, Seth Rogen, because... When, well, okay, so there's moments where you hear Seth Rogen's iconic laugh, and you hear Seth Rogen's laugh in Donkey Kong. It is interesting. It is so, so interesting. I liked the, the character development of this. I like how, and you really gotta pay attention, guys. Spoiler alert to a lot of people again. In some of the scenes, they do a lot of throwback to a lot of older Nintendo characters and consoles. There's one scene, spoiler alert, one scene where they started their plumbing business, but it didn't go off that right. So they go home, have dinner with their family, and Mario's upset with her, with his dad, with their dad, because the dad's doubting them. He goes in to his room, and he's playing a Super Nintendo. Or, not, not a Super Nintendo, a Nintendo Entertainment Center. So, the very first Nintendo. He's playing Kid Icarus. Right? From one Nintendo character to another Nintendo character, they're using a lot of old, older Nintendo characters within this movie. And I think this was a great lineup. I think when they have a lot of concepts that are getting introduced, again, other Nintendo characters into this movie... Number one, it gives me two things. It's number one with nostalgia because they're using all of their IP in this one movie, which is great. And number two, they might be lining up with more. I don't know if Illumination is going to be the key role in this, but they're introducing a lot of uh, their other character IPs that maybe they're going to get their own spinoffs in their own movies. And maybe they might collide, right? I think Illumination is one key player. I'm sure if Sony Animation came to the table, they'll probably be a part of it. DreamWorks, if they came to the table to Nintendo, say, hey, here's what we can do with Donkey Kong, for an example. Let's say if DreamWorks said, hey, let's take Donkey Kong's IP from Nintendo, let's make him a movie. And if Sony Animations or Blue Sky, they come in and say, hey, we want uh, Link, Legend of Zelda. Can we make a movie out of that IP? I'm sure they're going to articulate and really create a whole universe franchise. It's kind of like the same thing with Marvel, right? Marvel with all these different companies, even though it's Marvel, but you got Sony, got all these different animation companies that's making use of their IP, and they're creating more movies out of this one company being Marvel. So Nintendo might be doing the same thing as creating a whole cinematic universe, probably calling it the Nintendo Cinematic Universe, and making more movies out of these different characters. And that's what we're going to see further on. And that's something that you see within uh, the movie. Um, the movie was was great to the point of Bowser being a felon. 
you can really see how evil Bowser is in this film. I really liked how they're going through the, the I think it was the third scene where, you know, Mario is exploring the Mushroom Kingdom and you have the Toads and, you know, they, they meet for the first time and there's that meet cute kind of thing. And there was a moment in the movie where Mario's running, spoiler alert, Mario's running to find Peach, Princess Peach, and there's kind of like a, Princess Peach has this like, ah, moment, right? Where Mario's running and she might fall in love, right? But it wasn't really thoroughly explained throughout this movie. I don't think that's the lingo of it being kind of a love interest between these these two, because you never really caught that in this movie. Um, but it's very, very interesting. Very interesting within this movie. No, I'm with you, Simone, because I, I do read the reviews and I think a lot of people, a lot of people, because <laughs> it's funny, a lot of people are upset that this is more leaning towards kind of like a kid's movie. Uh, that's what I've been saying. Oh, it's a kid's movie. Oh, that, that movie's only for Mario fans. But, duh. I mean, what do you expect? It's a Mario adaptation movie from a almost kid-friendly, but if you're like within our ages and where we grew up playing Mario over the years, yeah, you're going to enjoy it. I I enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed everything it stood for. I enjoyed the character development. Um, I could tell that there were some scenes in there that they just kind of get the scene out and then boom, went on. So... I do understand when fans say that, well, maybe they didn't quite explain that quite as thorough or they didn't get deeper within that, right? But I feel like the movie doesn't have to. I feel like it's a, a wonderful tale for a start of what the Mario franchise can bring because obviously we all know this. They're going to make multiple, multiple Mario movies. It's not going to be just that one. It's going to be Mario Brothers 2 and Mario Brothers 3 and then a spin-off adaptation and then other characters are going to have their own spin-off movies. It's a whole franchise now that they just opened. Um, I do like it how the way they used all their IP, like Simone said, you know, there's some scenes in there where a Luigi gets captured by the Shy Guys and that's actually, Shy Guys are actually one of my favorite characters because they're just so cute. But it's the Shy Guys that's captured, spoiler alert guys by the way, uh, the shy guys are capturing Luigi. He's getting captured, putting on the ship to go ship up to Bowser's castle. He looks back at the castle and he has a reminisce moment of when he was a baby. So we got to see baby Luigi and baby Mario in uh, Illumination cinematic film form. So that was very cool and very, very unique that they add in there. Um, it has been confirmed, but the, the, the king of the jungle, the, the King Kong of it all is Cranky Kong. I really like how they spent Cranky Kong, right? Where he's a little bit younger. I mean, he's older, but he's younger, right? Because if you remember, Cranky Kong in the Donkey Kong video game series, he's hunched over. He's walking with a cane. You know, he's he's very old style with that. But in this movie, he's he's agile. Hell, he's he's riding a motorcycle in this movie. He's very, very agile. He's very... Uh, very flexible, very agile in this. One thing, and I know, Kelly, you said you're going to touch on it too. I really liked it. They, they, that they, spoiler alert, we got to see Diddy Kong in the movie. So Diddy Kong, Dixie Kong, and Chunky Kong, they're in the movie. Diddy Kong might have one little small little lyric, 
But the fact that we got to see Dixie Kong and Diddy Kong in the movie, oh yeah, we're making a Donkey Kong movie. Right? Because you can get casting for all of them. Very, very excited. I'm glad we got to see those characters in the movie. I was so sad at first that, hey, we need to see other Kongs that we know. And to Diddy Kong, there's a, again, there's a scene where uh, Mario goes in there, they're chanting DK, DK. Cranky said, okay, quiet, everybody. And then you can hear a small, raspy voice, DK. And then Cranky going like, hey, that, especially you, Diddy. I'm like, no way. And then there's a shot of Diddy Kong with Dixie. I'm like, oh, yeah. Very, very exciting. Very, very exciting. I, that was, I got to say, that's actually one of my favorite scenes. Um, it, it, Like Simone, like you said, ooh, there's a scene in there. Mario's getting the, the stop beat out of him. And you can hear Seth Rogen's laugh. Like Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong's laughing, and it's just that that famous Seth Rogen chuckle is that part was very it was funny because you never expect that before. Um, but that was actually one of my favorite scenes. Uh, another scene was the the Mario Kart scene. I love that sequence. I loved how they formulated the carts. I loved how they are driving on Rainbow Road and. Is a whole kind of Mario Kart concept when they're getting ambushed by the Bowser army. Very, very exciting. I loved how they used the original soundtracks, but they made it more cinematic. It's it's phenomenal. It is it's just that good. I do agree with the concept of it being a movie for uh, Mario fans. I think a lot of people have that mis mixed notion that hey, we want this movie to be deeper for some odd reason but it's for the mario fans to appreciate i think this movie is for uh, the fans to appreciate you know mario as the character the power-ups the music uh like you mentioned mason you know uh seeing dixie and diddy kong in the movie you know rainbow road the, the mario karts the shell this one scene where uh they're there's this uh i guess general cooper's riding this big vehicle guys blows up and he turns into the blue shell right and we all know from the video game that if you are in first place quote unquote or you mess with the blue shell it messes you up right in the mario kart in the mario kart game so i think they try to cater to people who are fans of the video game franchise and play some of the well majority of the games to really understand all of it it's the same thing where you had it to where uh, Mario versus Donkey Kong in the, I want to say the third scene, they're fighting as if they're in Super Smash Brothers, right? Where they're getting the power-ups, beating the holy hell out of each other, right? It's one of those things. We, we saw Yoshis, right? Um, the You know, the Yoshis are, are running, a, a herd of them, and then the, the pink Yoshi looks up and say hey who was that you know very very interesting you've got the the obstacle course and then you kind of see that in the first movie you know where they've got a call from a rich house or a rich person in brooklyn a rich couple that is and they're they, it's a job for them they're racing to the job and they're going through these obstacles as if it was a mario super mario world level or something right and towards the last scene where again spoiler alert where mario and donkey kong's going through the line to the final boss battle if you will going through a stage that's what it felt like um we saw a lot of characters 
like we mentioned, spoiler alert, you see King Boo and Bomb and King Bomb Bomb in this in this movie. Right? Very, very interesting. They might articulate a Luigi's Mansion movie because of that character development, that IP that they have in there. It's quite exciting. Um This movie is like I say, this movie's good. I recommend people now some people are going to wait until it comes to some sort of streaming services I'm wondering who gonna sell it to what um but it's really that good I enjoy it now the movie is a little bit okay so the movie's not long but it's not short either if that makes sense I think the movie was long enough for us to, to get the story out um could this movie have reached two hours and ten minutes probably but I feel that Nintendo and Illumination, if they get partnered to make that movie again, or or the sequel, which they probably will, you know, I think Nintendo was testing testing the waters, right? I feel like they were just kind of testing the waters a little bit and see what what happens, what, how many sales we gonna get open weekend for this past weekend. Hopefully, the scores will come out uh, maybe Monday. I know the movie came out Wednesday. We all saw it. Well, I saw it with some friends Wednesday, and then you guys saw it yesterday. Um, between Sunday and Monday, we're probably going to get final reviews of box office scores. Um, IGN gave it an eight and I got to say that this movie is an eight. It is because it was missing some things. I think the thing that was missing for me and they're very little guys, because this movie is the movie's good. I, I enjoyed it, but I think what was missing was not getting a full in-depth explanation on some things you know why did bowser come and get the power star from the 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 penguin kingdom what's the backstory behind the penguin kingdom um what's the backstory is is kind of what we're missing with with bowser and in the penguin kingdom and and the luma star right the the crazy luma luma star like did rosalina lose that star is it psychotic? Like, what's the behind the stories of, of that character? Right? I want to say what's the behind the stories of the Kong Kingdom, but we're probably going to see that in the Donkey Kong spinoff movie. We're probably going to see that. Um, that. That was really the only thing for me that was missing. Um, like I say, Chris Pratt. I know a lot of people like Chris Pratt as Mario. Ugh, I don't know. But look. I honestly think, and I've been saying that since we first saw this trailer he did okay i gotta say that guys he did okay i mean i was convinced now is he better than chris martinette no not by a long shot but he did okay charlie day is luigi yeah there was some hit him hit or miss now one thing though he they do use the wahoo cheer a lot you hear that a lot in mario in this game you do um you hear that a lot they didn't so Chris Pratt uses the Italian accent for the Super Mario Brothers plumbing commercial that's in the movie. Spoiler alert. But you hear the wahoo a lot in this movie where it's just kind of... It was a little bit redundant a little bit because I know Mario has more catchphrases than that. But I, I get that's the angle they were going for. But you hear that a lot and it's like, okay, okay. Uh, towards the end, it was a big showdown between... Spoiler alert, guys. Uh, showdown somehow uh the big bullet bill that's chasing after mario towards the end of the movie um 
gets sucked into the pipe and then everything, all the characters, they get sucked back into the pipe, back into Brooklyn. The Super Mario fight was... They, I, I, so the quarter, the animation quarter graphic of Mario and Luigi fighting Bowser was okay, but it was a little bit like, eh, okay. I, I like how they had the Super Mario, uh, when Mario gets the power star, that Super Mario superstar jingle comes on. They redid it to make it fit into the cinematic version of the film, which was okay. Not bad, not half bad. Um, but it was just like, eh, okay, it's kind of predictable towards the end. It was just, just a little bit, but it wasn't as, as bad in my opinion. Um, uh, Bowser gets shrunk down. Of course he, he, Peach makes him eat the mini mushroom. He gets shrunk down and then he gets captured. And that was primarily the movie. Um, like I say, guys, we're probably going to see more. We're probably going to see more in this. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be, this is movie that's it and, and quit and that's done. No, they're going to make more. They're, they're going to make more. Definitely. They don't make more like that's That's a no brainer there. Very, very interesting for that. Uh, like I say, guys, as we wrap up here, at KLP aftermath, go see the movie. Uh, it's good though. Like if you got 16 bucks to spare and you want to go to a good theater, this is a movie to go see. I know there's it's tricky because a lot of other good movies are coming out this week. But this, if you're a Marvel, if you will, if, I'll say this: if you are a Mario fan, then this movie might might be the one for you. So again, go check it out. You might like it, or you may not. I don't know. Comment below. Well, let me know uh, what you guys think. Did you go see the movie Super Mario Brothers movie? Did you like it? Uh, as always, Simone Mason, thank you for coming in. For this show, we got many more shows to go with this. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed this kind of introductory episode. Our former review of the Super Mario Mother uh, Mother's <laughs> Super Mario Brothers movie. Go check it out. It's available only in theaters right now. Um, it's good. It's very very good. So that's gonna wrap it up here on our podcast here today, Friday. KLP aftermath review of Super Mario Brothers movie. I've been your host along with Simone and Mason. Thank you guys as always. I've been your host, KLP Kennedy Lucas. As always, I like to say, stay safe, stay swanky, peace.